Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's decision to visit China within weeks of assuming office in 2009 provided evidence of the importance Washington now attached to Sino-American cooperation. Clinton called for a deeper and broader U.S.-China partnership, saying that cooperation between the United States and China on global issues, such as the economy, was imperative. In similar tones, Chinese Premier Wen Jiabao told former U.S. President Jimmy Carter shortly before Clinton's arrival that the only path for China and the United States was to strengthen mutual trust and cooperation and pass through the difficulties together. Wen's words were a perfect iteration of the so-called new China that we've seen emerging on the world stage over the last decade. Long gone are the ideological crusades of the 1960s, crusades that took Maoism to Africa, spread revolution in Southeast Asia, and sought to overthrow the great powers of the West. On the contrary, capitalism is now a global phenomenon, with China among its greatest champions. And since this new incarnation has embraced the capitalist road, the country has come to rely on international markets, global institutions, and free trade to achieve economic growth. This has allowed living standards to rise, contributing to political stability at home. In the process, China has progressively engaged with the international community it once spurned, showing a willingness to cooperate on a range of priority issues. In so doing, its leaders have taken great pains to craft a new personality for China in the world, which explicitly avoids the historical imagery of a rising power. Would that this were so. It is not. The discussion that follows makes the case that China's fresh global face belies a profound challenge to America and the West. This threat is partly hidden by a nuanced and pragmatic Chinese foreign policy. It allows Beijing at once to cooperate on current economic challenges, to promote non-proliferation objectives, disaster relief, peacekeeping operations, anti-piracy, and more, all underscoring its support for the global good. In the process, China has carefully avoided direct challenges to the United States, preferring to avoid crises. But while its leaders follow a path of progressive engagement with the liberal international order, Beijing's leaders are also leading a formidable assault on this order. As the following pages convey, China is the protagonist in a clash of values, governance, and two versions of modernity in the 21st century. On one side are the Western liberal founders of the global marketplace, these actors take for granted their political and economic preeminence in the world they constructed after 1945. On the other side are the new non-Western market converts from Asia to Latin America, which have learned how to extract the best from both market capitalism and one-party government, thus shattering the illusion that capitalism begets democracy. Thus, New centers of wealth in the developing world are diminishing the traditional leverage and centrality of Western economic power. Meanwhile, today's emerging markets are increasingly drawn to a new and compelling doctrine of state-managed capitalism. They are learning to combine market economics with traditional autocratic or semi-autocratic politics in a process that signals an intellectual rejection of the Western economic model. According to this doctrine, the government maintains central control over a partly liberalized economy, and the people accept a very non-Western kind of civic bargain. Political oppression in the public square in return for relative economic freedom and a rising quality of life. Both of these trends have a powerful cheerleader in Beijing. What's more, the Chinese have become a critical source of financial autonomy for smaller countries, 
as well as a beacon of ideas and management expertise about capitalism in a less Western, less liberal format. Taken together, these trends suggest that China is set to have a greater impact on the world in the next two decades than any other country. The net effect of these developments is to reduce Western and particularly American influence on the global stage, along both economic and ideational axes. My purpose is to recast our understanding of this challenge, for its strategic importance cannot be overstated, and will have vastly greater impact than will the tactical military and economic China threats concerning Washington today. The Myths The End of Globalization The Bursting of China's Bubble